You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dan Ryan, Dean DeFalco, and Devin Goldstein. For the best comic podcast with the most personality on the web, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Paper Cuts Podcast. I am Dan Ryan, and joining me this week, the band is back together, officially, forever, until something changes. Evan, how you doing? Well, sir, how are you? I am fabulous. Dean, how are you? I'm I'm great. I feel like the glue has solidified and we're we're back together now. We're like that we're like that fun <laughs> <so> crusty. Sticky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I couldn't hold that in. No, I apologize. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Like the like the glue you used to put on your hands when you were in school and be like, Oh look, I'm peeling my skin off. Making boogers. It's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that was never fun. Like one time I used really high strength glue and I did that and it hurt. Wow, that explains so much about you, sir. (laughs) You're that as you can see for season two of the Paper Cuts podcast, we have decided to be a much more focused show. (laughs) No train wrecks here. No train wrecks, <laughs> no derailments. Train everything. wrecks for days. <laughs> Can we change the name of the show to just Off the Rails? Ooh. It's not a bad idea. Maybe that's a new show that we do. Yeah. Which yeah. is like the 14 minutes that we talk before the show. We just yeah, cut we out just all the clips from this show that. and edit it in. Nice, I like that. <laughs> I love that idea. So, uh, pretty... Uh, just a pretty uh week for comic books this week. Like there was some stuff that came out, and there was was okay. Like the most exciting thing that came out this week, I think, was the news of the new Moon Knight series that's coming out. Wait, they're doing another which, one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff one. Lemire, Jeff Lemire, and Greg Smallwood will be putting out a new Moon Knight book that starts off in a mental hospital. Is I, I I looked into it. I saw it. I got so excited that my brain didn't retain anything. <laughs> um, is it a continuation of yeah, the last? As, like just as a new much team as, has come in. Yeah, as much as everything with Moon Knight is sort of a continuation, but sort of not because he's just such a weird character to. No, I mean like numerically continuity around. Um, but no, it's going to start over with a new number one. Oh, it will be part of the fuck. all new, all different Marvel uh, launch. I don't want 47 that. new covers. Oh, Jesus. It's oh, going to be an the, expensive week. The team on this book. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, my goodness. How about them rap covers, though? Oh, f- fucking amazing. Right? Those are pretty cool, man. They had some so really, good. really cool ones. I like the. Uh, Oh man, what was it? Uh, fucking Odd Future. Something, yeah. Uh, that his name, yeah. Was, I think it was Squirrel Girl. They did that for, and I was like, that, mm-hmm. that's really good. They had the Wu Tang. They had Dmx, and I was like, this is great. This is this is happiness. <laughs> they had Nas's Illmatic. Yeah, oh, dude. They they had a lot of really dope. good ones. And then they like, I I don't know how many people are gonna get the Tribe Called Quest one though. Like, <laughs> I was a little obscure. Like, I get it, but I I can't imagine most. People reading, or most younger kids reading comic books are going to be like, yeah, Tribe Called Quest. I know that one. Well, they should. They should, but they probably don't. They're all up in that Kanye West business. Ugh, <laughs> gross. Did you see him dancing to the Wiggles, by the way? 
No. Yeah, you and should you should look the that first up. First derailment. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, but everyone needs to look that up. Kanye West dancing to the Wiggles. No, he needs to be oh. forgotten. I know. We need to ignore him he's, he's until he funny. goes away. He, I like to make fun of him too much, though. Have Have either of you seen the meme, the internet meme, of Waka Fuck Flocka Flame? What is? I think that's Waka Flocka. Yeah. Um, no. Sitting <laughs> sitting at a computer, and he has opened up Microsoft Paint, and it says something to the effect of, "Yes, now that I've opened Paint, where do I go hard in it?" <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that a Fucking lot. Amazing. Did you wait? Did you ever see the thing of him doing his like whole Waka Flocka thing without like any backing tracks? Like he's yes. He's, it's great. Just him going ball, 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 ball over and over again for like 35 seconds. Oh, he's the worst. Yeah, he is. He's, he's pretty bad. He's not up there in my favorites. Um, He's actually pretty high on the list of most hated. <laughs> he made that list. He made the top 10 for that. <laughs> Welcome to the Paper Cuts Podcast, your source for new comics and old hip-hop. <laughs> yeah, dude! We're like Hot 97. We I have to change the tag in iTunes. God damn it. Oh, hip-hop and anyway, comics. Okay. Let's, get this, uh, let's get this road back on the show. Okay. Dean. No, I said I was going to start with Evan. Evan. No, you said you are going to start with me. Dean, Did I? you're going to sit and listen for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but Evan Fuck. can go. It's all right. It's fine. I'll, you know, I don't God care. damn it. You said I Evan. was going to go first, so I'll, yes. I'm all prepped, ready to go okay. for this stellar week of comics. Stellar. Yeah. So, um, I, I had I did a little searching through the the interwebs, and I found I found a couple of things that I I wanted to talk about that probably aren't on anybody's radar. Um, first, the let's just say they didn't end up beneficial for my life. Um. <laughs> They didn't add to the quality no, of your life. They didn't make it better. No, no, no. Um, a book came out this week by Dark Horse. Um, now the title is called Power Cubed, which was kind of difficult to look up via the internet because you can't get that little three above the R. So, but either way, it's about this kid, eighteen-year-old uh, kid who's. Um, lost his mom, his mom died, and he's really creative, and he has this ridiculous imagination, and he, his father is a scientist or an engineer of sorts, and he builds wonderful things, and they have, a, like, a weird relationship. Ever since his mother died, he, he they don't really communicate very well, and they both want to, but they don't know how to start, and do blah, 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 father-son moments. Um, <laughs> Sure. So... The the way this the, the book starts is in this darkened castle where the uh you know you remember Sam and Twitch from Spawn? Yeah. That 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 fat cop and skinny cop and the banter between the two. Well there, these there was certainly banter. There was lots of banter, yeah. Uh the two of these guys are trying to get, are walking into this castle and uh it appears that they're henchmen of sorts. And they are henchmen to a Bane mask, like like Bane, you know, the new Dark Knight movie Bane mask. He's a Nazi scientist. And the only way you know he's a Nazi is because he's still got the, the Nazi armband, which well, was, I certainly. guess, which was like, I, I guess, standard operating procedure for all Nazi scientists. Um, he's Well, they had to make sure 
yeah, yeah, know, they had they to separate were. themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> from the regular scientists. From the regular scientists or the regular Nazis. So he has the science garb <laughs> with the Nazi armband. He's set. But this guy very, is nuts. Very regimented, the, Nazi, yeah. the Third Reich. Yeah. Very, very. Guy is straight up crazy. He's all, their, like, all their eyes were dotted, teeth were crossed. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> this guy's over the top nuts. Like, real evil science. Like, stereotypical comic book or, like, really bad movie evil scientist. And he is, he has he, tasked these two henchmen to get the the cube. And that's where it starts. But we find out he needs the cube because he has a brain in a jar that to do something with that brain, he needs the cube. Mm-hmm. And and every time after that, you know, first two pages of books, every time we see the scientist, he is literally having conversations with a brain in a jar. Now, don't don't get it confused. The brain is not responding. It's just sitting there in a jar with, like, I would assume, like, a formaldehyde-type substance. Anywho. It's Krang, isn't it? I really wish it was. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we flash over to, you know, this kid and his father's situation. The father's trying to figure out how he can communicate with his son while still working on this cube. And it's his son's birthday. And he's going to give the cube to his son for his birthday. Now we flash over to the storyline about the kid and he's sleeping and having these really trippy, weird dreams where he's he's having conversations with his deceased mother about how he can, you know, get a better relationship with his father. And it's so we get to midday. He, He meets up with his what I'm assuming is his girlfriend. She's like, you just should, you know, just talk with your dad. You guys can do this. He's a he's an inventor. You're stupid. You're like stupid creative. You guys can create awesome things together. Problem solved. Flash back to to flash over to, you know, dinner time where he's, you know, father, son sitting there having dinner and cake because it is his birthday and. Like, four words are exchanged between the two of them. The, hey, you know, we should really try harder. Yeah. Good talk. The, the script of this, uh, this... Okay. All right. So the father gives the kid the cube. And the kid's like, wow, what is it? And he explains to the kid that this cube can change anything into anything else. The kid looks at the dad and goes, so I could turn this toaster into a car? And the father says, yes, but it would be the same size as the toaster. Nice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the kid's like, oh, okay, dad, I'll give it a whirl. Toaster to car. And the toaster turns into a car. And the kid flips out. He's like, this is amazing. And then he starts changing every piece of electronics in the kitchen into something else. And the father freaks out. It's like, whoa, we're running out of stuff. Stop. So that's that's the reaction between the two. Kid wantlessly destroys things and father's worried about the microwave. See, um, this is where I had an issue with this book because I, I picked this up too to like flip through it. And yeah. uh, this is a 17-year-old kid who just got a a matter retransmitter. Yes. And uh, he changes a car into a toaster, realizes it works, and then does not make a dildo out of anything. Uh, no, I would have made so many dildos. Happen. 
Well, I, if you were we, 17, you'd be like, immediately. refrigerator, dildo. And it would be just this giant, massive. Cold like, keeping dildo. Because it has to have some sort of refrigeration properties. Certainly. Oh, God. Um, so uh, apparently, this goes on for a few minutes, and the henchmen find them because they weren't hiding, they were at home. <laughs> They were in their kitchen. <laughs> Just in their kitchen. Uh, you scuffle, scuffle, scuffle. Kid runs away. Not really sure what happens to dad. Um, as the kid is running away, he turns something in his home. I'm assuming it's his staircase because that's where it comes from. He turns it into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes! Yes! You said T-Rex! I knew you were going to say T-Rex! Fuck yeah! Yeah! Okay. Not gun. Not, uh, not uh, robot. Not... Tyrannosaurus not Rex, not dildo. Tyrannosaurus Rex in the middle of their house. Okay, kid escapes. Woohoo! Yay! He's standing in an alley now, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And this little robot dude shows up, and he's like, "What? Who are you?" And he's like, "Well, your dad programmed me into the box to help you out." And the kid asks a couple of questions. The robot has absolutely no answers, and he is then. Uh, I don't want to say attacked, but confronted by an, an agent woman, um, you know, someone from the military. We're not. Well, we do know where she's from. And you just got to give me a second because I, I got to look this up. It from the her her um, introduction. She's like, hi, I'm who are you? Claire Covert, Federal Bureau of Paranormal Investigation and Galactic Mischief. She's a freelancer. Kid's response to that is, Poigim? Nice. She quietly to make says, sense of it. it's not supposed to spell anything. So why the fuck do you have such a long name? That's the point. So that you can get a cool acronym out of it. That's where the story Sound, ends. Sounds like somebody really wanted our nickname to be S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is where the story ends. Uh, we get a nice little splash page at the end of, hey, check out what's coming. Now, I read this book, and I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, I've read a lot of comics in my day, and we're talking like 30 years worth of stupid comic knowledge in my head, and I'm like, this story sounds so familiar. Maybe it's just one of those rote things that, you know, maybe someone had an idea like it before, and maybe it's just similar, but no, do not be confused. It's not just similar. In 1999, this exact issue was printed as the comic Atomic Toy Box by Image Comics. Page for page, word for word, fucking panel for panel. Wait, so... They're, they're... This is the second time this piece of shit book has come out. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't like the T-Rex, I take it. You know what? There wasn't enough in this book for me to say, yes, I'm going to buy issue two. That's probably what happened the first time in 1999. That, that, that it's only been, it, no, one. That's it. I mean, it has it, like four covers. Did but, it ever get to an issue two in 1999? Not to my knowledge. Because like looking at this, that was my exact thought. Like looking at the cover was, oh, this looks like every image book that I skipped over. Right. Like, this looks like the and most I, generic Wildstorm well, image imprint. The the artist, um, Aaron Lopresti. Aaron Lopresti, he, he did a lot of image stuff. And, and, he, you and know, he's he, very good. He's very talented. Um, but I, 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 don't, I don't know why. Like, what, 
add a little something, maybe change it up, maybe flip some panels around. I don't know exactly page for page. He's really good with the pictures, but not so much the uh, the talking. Yes, the 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 drivel that that went back and forth was, I mean, mind wobbling. Um, the Nazi sign. I think you skipped over the most important part. What's that? The Nazi scientist. His name oh. is Doctor Cruel. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a bad guy. This is very nineties. I don't like it anymore. I yeah. I thought this was kind of good. No, 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 no. Do you remember Boof from Image? Oh, God. Okay. Unfortunately, now I do because you brought it up. I'm sorry, but as I'm <laughs> looking through this book, I felt it very Boofy. The art style. <laughs> <laughs> and I went looking, and now I couldn't find, you know, any information on Boof. Apparently, the internet wanted to forget about that book. <laughs> and I, I, and it's just like, this is so, everything is so silly looking. Except for the main character, the kid. He looks relatively normal, you know, comic booky. Everybody else's head's shaped funny, their hips are weight, the women's hips gigantically broad don't know why they're all birthing hips um but yeah like i was I, I i said dark horse maybe yeah let's 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 check them out for once i hadn't haven't looked at a dark horse book in a while and a dark horse book was it, they gave me an image book they sneaked in an image book you're damn right they 1999. did <sighs> yeah well i guess all the ideas are gone and we now just have to start regurgitating the 1999 ones straight reprinting our old ideas and, and if it was a reprint and it said atomic toy box i would have gone oh i know that book and i wouldn't have looked at it right they changed the name that's why they didn't do it <laughs> so because you wouldn't have looked at it i wouldn't have looked at it um it's yeah. it it seems like a book with with a better writer and like i said no offense to to mr lepresti um his artwork is very very good he is very talented Oh, absolutely. With a, with a better writer, there it, seems like there could be something really cool here because, yeah. like, he is basically given an imagination box. Exactly. Like, the, 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 the so opportunity cool. there is astounding. Like, anything from anything, literally. And it, it seems to be falling incredibly short. Yeah. So. I would take right. a bike and turn it into Rob Lowe. I would turn everything into Roblo. I love Roblo. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I got to get over that one. Okay. Um, all right. The next thing I took a look at, which I thought was a great theory. Um, there's a company called Double Take. Um, I'm not sure how much they have going on, but they released a 10-issue box set they were calling it i don't know i mean two four six eight ten yeah okay um did it did it come in a box yes like okay it, good okay and you know one of those omnibus style books mm -hmm. you know like the really thick ones um this okay all of all 10 issues are it's a zombie story but it's like an add-on to um What's that? The original zombie story. The original zombie movie. Night of the Living Night Dead. Night of the Living Dead. I couldn't get Dawn. Um, and the way they're, they're tagging this, for lack of a better phrase, is Double Take takes on the ultimate 
Night of the Living Dead. Not as in, this is the ultimate story of Night of the Living Dead. This is the alternate universe take on Night of the Living Dead. Okay. All right, so... I, I I look. I saw that it was available before I started reading the actual issues. Uh, I did a little research, and it's not an alternate telling of the story. Or if it, it it's what it is is the story of all the other shit that happened whilst Night of the Living Dead was going on, while the main characters were making their way to the mall. This no, all the other shit. no, no, no. We're talking the first zombie movie. Oh, okay. Night, not... like, like, the black okay. guy, white girl, yeah. cabin. Yeah, yeah. That, and okay. it's. I, I thought it was a, that was a neat concept because this is a story and a movie that you know, nine out of ten people have seen. They know the stories. It's zombies. I haven't looked at a zombie book in a while. Um, that includes The Walking Dead. Uh, it was neat. It was a neat premise. So I, I, I started grabbing a couple of the issues and they're they're all like single singularly worded titles that I was I was kind of hoping that had some sort of tie into the story but nah, not so much uh you got Z-Men, Spring, Home, Dedication, Remote, Honor, Soul, Rise, Medic and Slab. Those are the 10 titles um and each one each issue comes from a different point of the point but it's a different point of view from if like you were to look at a map of what happened where it happened it would be like uh north north east northwest like each one of these books takes place in a different area so they don't really tie together um like one of like the, the covers are beautiful like not for nothing some of the finer art that i've seen cover wise in quite a while Unfortunately, they got me because those cover arts are tremendous, but the interiors, oof, fuck them. Just, just a bunch of stick figures. Oh, just shy. I mean, I wish I could have something to compare it to, but this shit was bad. And you know, you know how I am when it comes to art. You know, uh, everybody's got their taste. Some of this shit was so simplified. It looks like, like there was this one. Um, it was the way this is set up. It's sort of like the way I got it. It tried it. It made it into a digital comic, so everything is very rectangular. And every time you click past to the next panel, it might be the same image but with different words. So it was kind of jarring to try to read it to get like the overall picture, because like if there's five sentences. In one panel, I see that same panel five times with one line of dialogue underneath it. Like, poor execution. The, the, the artwork itself, everything is flat, disjointed. Guy, the artist needs to learn fucking anatomy, depth. I mean, like, it it's was... It's like the kid shit. that you were friends with in high school who was like, I'm going to be a comic book artist. Should and I look at him and go, but Steve... You, you can't draw. No, it wasn't Steve. His name was Rob. 
Yes. Rob, yes. But Rob Liefeld, <laughs> you have to learn how to draw feet. And we, I'm glad we got that out. You got early. it in. You, you got know. it in. First, um, first episode in the new season got the Rob, Rob Liefeld joke out there. <laughs> uh, well done, gentlemen. I, I, all right, we're out till season three. We've covered everything. Um, not for nothing. In one of them, there, there was this scene, and it was the end of the book. It was the closest tie-in to the actual movie because it's... If I remember the movie correctly, only the black guy survives? No. No? No, he he, he did. Okay. <laughs> he did, but though. The, the reason I thought that is because in this book, they're showing a black guy in the house and everybody else around him is dead. He makes uh. it to the end of the movie. Okay. But, yeah. He gets um, it in the end? It's been yeah, a long time no, since, spoilers, I, since I've seen it. Um, he's like oh, shut up. Really? Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, spoilers yeah, for, for someone who has never movie. seen that movie. Uh, he um, He's, like, peeking outside to see if the coast is clear, and there's, like, a, a mob cleaning up uh, zombies and stuff, and they shoot right. him because well, they don't know. Well, see? Okay. So, that's why this tied in for me, because the, the way the book starts is that scene... But it's from the police's, the, the cops' point of view, and they see a guy peeking, a black guy peeking through the window, and they just start shooting. That's okay? exactly what happens. <laughs> okay, then it sort of like resets, and the black, the black in that first part, the the black guy dies. But then it sort of resets, happens again. But this time, the black guy ducks and starts yelling, "Hey, I'm alive in here!" And they're like, "Oops." My bad. Oh, okay, okay, that's better. That's okay. that's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> and they just go on for what would be a couple of pages, you know, back and forth interaction, and they show apparently there was a basement in this cabin-like structure. Yeah, a good amount and, of it takes place in the basement. And there was a couple of dead bodies yep. there. Yep. And they zoom in on one dead guy. Now, this was the only point in time where the presentation of this story worked because the the way the single panel full like full page single panel presentation because it shows the guy lying on the ground dead bullet hole in head and the next panel is same guy same bullet hole same dead but a little worm starts starts coming out of the ground then the next panel same, same guy same bullet hole same dead little bit more of the worm so this goes on for like seven panels and the worm comes out further and then goes into the dude's ear and then he wakes up and they do this whole thing where it was like three panels of his eyes dilated, then not dilated, then back and forth. Like all of this story could have been told in like a page and a half if they had done it right with some sort of linear telling. Um, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't make it through. I think this might be better as like a, 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 a spoken word poem, maybe. <laughs> Um, <laughs> spoken word poem. Which no one has ever said. No. I, I, oh, I, man. Like, was... I really just wish they would do this as a spoken word. <laughs> I mean, this this could have been so good. But the three issues that I, like, you know, I don't, I don't know how, what, if you use digital comics, I don't know what setup you use, but mine, if I pull up a digital comic, it'll give me, you know, cover. Then the next you click it, it gives me the two pages. And at the bottom, it says how many clicks, I guess, are left before I'm at the end of the book. On the average, it's somewhere between 20 and 25 clicks. And then I'm done. 
Like that's the whole book. This had 166 <laughs> clicks. So I'm assuming that's how many panels were in the fucking book. My like goodness. each panel maybe had four words on it. A lot of the panels were, it was just not good. Not good. Um, a lot these, of work. Yeah. Are these all written by Bill Jemis? I don't know. Because I, I know his name is all over it. And he's painfully, horribly, wretchedly bad. Painfully, and horribly, like, wretchedly bad. <laughs> his, his claim to fame is like spearheading Marvel's publishing initiative to publish the Ultimate Universe. So when you said like the Ultimate Universe version of Night of the Living Dead, um, if he wrote all the... Because like he wrote the Marvel story for Marvel, like the... Oh, they did like a contest back in the day of like pick who's gonna get an ongoing series and like somehow the one that the publisher was writing won. I mm. wonder if the contest was rigged. It might have been. Could have been. Could have been. It's like watching a wrestling show and they're like, "Who's gonna take on the champion tonight? Send in your vote." And it's like, really? We're gonna let the fans fucking shut up. This is stupid. <laughs> the only time that actually worked, let the fans choose, is with that they death of Robin. Robin. <laughs> yeah, we're a horrible group of human beings. <laughs> and then and DC was like, "Well, fuck oh, you. Okay. We're gonna bring him back anyway." <laughs> Eat our shit, um, fans. And you know what I, kills me? Bill uh, is yes, you're correct. He is the guy behind this wretchedness but like when you look when you look at some of the other things that he did not comic book related like he, he was he, like grand theft auto storylines uh bioshock borderlands like those have relatively decent stories um i can see how his storytelling fits better with video games yeah because me as a video game player fills in story by whatever action i'm taking he doesn't have right. to tell the whole thing. Maybe he should just stick to some some games. Just saying, just putting it out there. You should Bill, tell him that. To get Bill, if you, you're Barbara. listening, I'm sorry. This is an intervention. <laughs> you need to stop writing comics, please. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. I read fucking right. seven books of Shiza. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara, and they've brought terrible fucking comic books. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. All right, well. Sorry. Speaking <laughs> of zombies and whatnot, Siege number three this week. Um, I don't know if it came out this week or last week. It was still on, like, I just I had it, and I, I think I might have mixed up my piles. I think it came out last week. Either way, Siege number three, uh, dealing with the events of Secret Wars. The uh, story takes place down at the Shield, which is the giant uh, Donald Trump wall that separates the <laughs> regular. Yeah. Don't worry, world. that that laugh. You don't have to edit that. I was delayed on that. It took me a few seconds to get that joke. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Topical humor. Going for it. Um, Keeps out the Mexicans and the Ultrons. <laughs> Seriously, like what a fucking. But the Mexican oh, you... Ultrons, they can take over everything. <laughs> Just wait, it's going to happen. That's what Trump is predicting. <laughs> oh, fucking orangutan-looking asshole. Anyway, um... <sighs> this Sorry. message brought to you by Bernie. Feel the burn. Bernie, feel the burn. <laughs> Hashtag Bernie for president. Um, the, uh, the wall, the shield, is 
a giant fuck off wall separating the uh, the Deadlands and the Perfection, which is the the realm of all the Ultron robots, uh, from the rest of Battleworld. And if you are caught fucking about in Battleworld, one of the punishments that you can receive is to be sent to be a soldier on the wall. And if you are sent there, uh, you were placed under the command of Abigail Brand, who is a really cool character. I really liked what they did with her when they had, like, uh, the sword stuff, like the outer space version of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I thought she was really cool. Oh, yeah, like I remember some her. Of the older, yeah, some of the older crossovers and shit. And I believe she was in the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the first season of the TV show. I, I think she was in there. Doesn't matter. Uh, she's in charge of the people of Was the she Zena? Here. What's that? Zena? No. It, no? No, different. Oh, different girl. Okay. Um, sorry. No, no, no. Lucy sorry. Lawless. I, I, Shut I up, heard Zena. I heard, is she Cena? No, no, no. And went, like, John Cena? What's yes. Da-da-da-da. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's how his music starts. It goes, brapadoo, and then he, like, runs out and is shitty. Um... <laughs> so she's she's in charge down at the wall and uh like there's a bunch of different characters that are there that have been pulled from all the various uh aspects of the battle world so like you have lady kate bishop from the 1872 world has been sent there and america chavez uh from the a-force book like she has been sent there there is a version of the thing uh which they just call grim and he's a a much larger a rock monster that seems to be like part of the earth as well. Uh, so like they're all there and they are um, defending the incoming attack that is being led by the former Nick Fury, who is now known as Nick the Fury. And uh, <laughs> makes it that much better. Sure. Because he was taken over by Ultron's. I believe, uh, like he's, yeah, he, he was taken over by Ultrons and turned into a thing that kills superheroes. And you know that he is a thing that kills superheroes because his dialogue boxes say, I am Nick the Fury and I kill superheroes. Oh, thank yeah. God. Clear yeah, that well, right I, up. Cause yeah, I was, I was very, uh, confused and not sure what was going on. And thankfully Mr. <laughs> Gillen, Kieran, uh, who is a phenomenal writer most of the time, uh, smacks you right in the face with the uh, plot. Like, hey, look at it. <laughs> Slap. He's going to he's gonna kill superheroes. You know how you know? Because he says it. Uh... They fight. Uh, they fight and fight and fight, 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 fight. Very itchy and scratchy of them. And, uh, like, really, this book, I, I didn't love the first two issues. Uh, issue three did not do much to sway me. Uh, magic has been uh, found. She was off in the Badlands for a while, and Leah of Hell and Asgardian, who was also down at the wall, uh, she went off to find magic because they are a couple, and she found her and returned, and they kick a bunch of ass, and they decide, Leah and Magic, that they are going to go into the Deadlands and they are going to carve out a little piece of land for themselves and they are going to rule and be outside of God Doom's uh, purview. 
which is fine. Um, the most interesting part of this book came in the very last panel, and it was uh, Thanos. So 616 Thanos, who knows that things are not as they are supposed to be, who was on the ship with the rest of the Cabal, uh, shows up at the end and says, you know, I am Thanos and I am here to talk. So really the most moving forward in the plot <laughs> I mean, was come the on. last two panels. But that's not what book. we want. We don't want Thanos talking. Right, right. Uh, Thanos, use your infinity gems and punch shit and <laughs> like warp it and whatnot. Like the, uh, the writing, like Kieran Gillen is a guy that I'm so torn on, man, because when he's on, there's almost nobody better. You know, mm -hmm. like the books that he does, the the Wicked and the Divine that's coming out through Image right now, it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, phonogram, all the different phonogram series have been great. His run on Thor was good. His his run with Loki was excellent. Um, he's done a lot of really really great work, and then he does other things, and you're like, man, that was cash and a paycheck, wasn't it? Like it just feels like cash and a paycheck, unfortunately, and. What's more unfortunate is that the artist on this book, uh, Felipe Andrade, absolutely crushes it. Uh, the uh, art in this book is phenomenal. Yes, except for the double-page spreads that they gave to a couple of other people. Right, like Juan Jose Rip does a uh, double-page spread. He <laughs> And he is most... Fa I think Juan Jose Rip is most famous for putting out like a incredibly violent comic book a couple years ago with Warren Ellis for uh I think it was like an Oni Press or a Dark Horse book where like they killed the president in the book like it was just and fucking crazy violent but he's not great uh Julian Totino Tedesco Andy Troy Michael Kaluta and Rachel Rosenberg are the other ones who do the double page spreads and those aren't great uh, the 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 first two pages not bad okay but then they, the next, it's like they, it's the next set of pages, like bad, and it's they, they could be, they couldn't be closer to each other. Yeah, like imagery yeah. wise, like two stark, stark different styles, and neither yeah, the, one of them to the to the level of the rest of the book. No, the the double page spread that has Colossus <laughs> on it. Um, cause Colossus is in there for some reason. He's like a giant version of himself as well. I don't mm -hmm. know why he's there. I didn't pay that much. Maybe I missed it somewhere in a previous book. Um, it's not good. No. Like, it's just not good. And, but then you flip to the next page and you get Andrade's art and, uh, Philippe Andrade's art is very, very stylized and it is a very particular art style. Like everybody's legs are like super long and there's a lot of, they're very angular, um, but it works, and it's, like, I love his artwork. You know, I could see where people might not like it. I happen to to like it quite a bit. Um, I think the way he draws Kang the Conqueror in this book is really, really awesome. Um, yes, I agree with you on that one. But then some of the other stuff, it's like, meh. You know, well, his, just, his, his Thanos meh. was top-notch as well. Yeah, I, he he's just a really solid artist. But, you know, the, the book... It's it's one of the the major problems that I I feel that Secret Wars has run into is that, and I I don't know if it's a I don't know if how decided the length was of these books 
before they were published. I mean, obviously they said like, you know, it's going to be a three issue series or a four issue series or whatever. But with the main Secret Wars book having become so late, and it is astonishingly late at this point. Like, it was supposed to wrap up originally, like, within the next week or two. And really? now I think that, yeah, the, the final issue of Secret Wars has been delayed until almost December. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, it's just so. I'm sick of this late. fucking book. Well, that's the thing. It, the main Secret Wars title and some of the times, like the one I'm going to talk about here in a minute, have been so good and they're so fun that if, if the main series had just fucking come out on time, this would have been the best event in history. This is like the main problem with fucking giant tie-ins or epic events. Like, it, it always, like out of all the books that could be late, it always seems to be the most important ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Convergence we, was on time, promptly on time. Yeah, to I suck. will. I will give. I will give Convergence credit for. I. We know how I felt about Convergence, and if you don't know, no, 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 uh, please go back and listen to the. Tell us go again. Back and listen to the greatest hits of season one, where I, I basically just say "fuck Convergence" a bunch. Um, <laughs> it's a smash cut. <laughs> it's fuck a Convergence. smash cut. Fuck, fuck Convergence. Fuck, fuck. fuck Convergence. Yeah. <laughs> but it was on time. Every well, week there was he, there was no lateness, there was no slipping. The books were out and there was like 13 issues or 14 issues every goddamn week. But they were there. They were all there. And on top so of I will that, give them credit. DC moved across the country. Yeah. Like, while that well, was going that, on, they picked up that, their shit and moved. Yeah. And they still that got everything out on time. Of, well, that led to some of the problems with the books because a lot of the books were not written by their top flight creators because the creators were moving as well. So, But it still came out on time. That's my point. But it still came out on time. <laughs> it was still on time. And Secret Wars, honestly, I mean, we've talked about the main series on this show and we will continue to talk about the main series as it comes out. Um, has been phenomenal. Every issue of the main Secret Wars book has been great. But I, we're just we're just treading water at this point, you know. And you have a book like this where, and this back to my original point was I don't know, like was this supposed to be a three issue series that is now a six issue series? Because fuck, we got to fill some time, come up with some shit. <laughs> There's a couple more months now. Sorry guys, fuck <laughs> our bed. Um, you know, I don't know. But at Siege number three, I can't really recommend. Uh, not great, but the one of the books that I can recommend uh, was another Secret Wars tie-in that came to that did come to a conclusion this week, and that was Runaways. And it it seems like if you put the name Runaways on a book, the creators working on that title really step up their game. From the okay. original series that Brian K. Vaughn did. Then Joss Whedon did it, and there have been a couple different iterations of of Runaways since then, and they've all been fucking spectacular. Like, every single one has been really, really solid, if not great. And this one, this Secret Wars time, is uh, being done by Noelle Stevenson, who Dean is going to talk about uh, here in a few moments. Uh, And the artist on this book is Sanford Green. And the Runaways book is really Runaways 
in name only. Like, it only has one character from the original Runaways team, and that's uh, Molly, little princess power, <laughs> the little girl who just beats the shit out of things. Um, this team's got Jubilee on it. It's got uh, Cloak and Dagger, but they have been inverted, so, like, their powers, like, Dagger is the one, or w- the girl who was formerly Dagger is now Cloak, and they travel through, like, her white uh, jacket instead of Cloak's big dark cloak. Um, Amadeus Cho is on the team, and uh, Scar, son of Hulk, is on the team. And it's just, it, it, it was a lighthearted book. I, I say lighthearted. It was a book about uh, kids being selected by Dr. Doom, or God Doom, to go to his school. And as long as they passed the final exam, uh, they wouldn't be killed. And if they failed the final exam, uh, they were killed. And the, you know, so like I said, lighthearted. The <laughs> team <laughs> the, the team that's in the book is is the group of kids that have found out what is going on at the school. Uh, Valeria Von Doom is the headmistress of the school. And she has set this up, you know, like she is in love with Bucky, uh, who happens to be at the school as well. The kids are staging a revolution. And pretty much this issue, issue four, is just wrapping everything up, getting the main team out of the school for a little bit to plan their counterattack, try and get the rest of the kids at the school on their side. Uh, And they do. Uh, Spoilers. Of course they do, because fucking it's comic books and it's the last issue. So they fight. Bucky gets killed uh, by the Doombots who are there that, you know, are are only following Doom's orders. Valeria gets super pissed off because she's in love with Bucky and basically shuts down the whole school. So overall, this book did not contribute a bunch to the Secret Wars storyline. It was just a slice of life within that universe, but it was just so well done. Noelle Stevenson is such a good writer. The characterization was on. There's a lot of really funny moments in this book, um, most of them involving Princess Power, where she tears robots in half while she's screaming revolution and as jubilee and this other character ice girl sana are making out uh she is sitting up on scar's shoulder and looks at him and says uh you know are they really doing this promise me you're not going to get all mushy on me and then they fist bump and mean mug like they just put on like the meanest face they can like there's a lot of just there's a lot of really just like yeah they mean mug man there's a lot of really just like nice moments in the book that are are cute and funny and it was just a really solid book the art is great it's a it's very much in the uh, the boom studios style of art that is really popular right now very cartoony um you know great colors the the panel to panel action was really solid the storytelling was really solid bucky is super badass in this even though he looks disturbingly and distressingly similar to Robin. Um, yeah. But other than that, it's uh, it was just a really fucking solid book. It was a really solid series. The Runaways, and it's four issues, one of the best things that's come out of Secret Wars. Um, plus you get Amadeus Cho, and Amadeus Cho is always badass. So I would say pick that one up. Hopefully there are rumors that they are going to turn this one into an ongoing series once Secret Wars is done. And if they can keep Noelle Stevenson on a book, that would be a good thing because she's just fucking brilliant. She kicks ass. So Runaways, grab that. Siege, uh, skip. 
you know. So, so far we've talked about four comic books and you should buy one. Fourteen. <laughs> Four, well, yeah, but you didn't get through all of them. That doesn't count. I still spoke about them. Sir, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Dean. There wasn't enough time to click so much. <laughs> I've only got so many clicks in the day. <laughs> Dean, I know that you saw this list of comics that came out this week and said, uh, fuck that and fuck you. I'm going to go back and read old shit. So what did you read? I like doing that. It's fun. I like playing against the rules. Um, what did you I read? wild man. I, I read some stuff. <laughs> some things. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys want to hear about them? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Please. Okay. Obviously, I mean, we're on a comic podcast. I mean, just... Join uh... us next week. As we... Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I read Lumberjanes. Yay! I read it. I read it because Dan read it, and he was like, it's so good. Oh, my God. We talked about it, like, three separate times, and I'm not going to lie. Like, we rarely talk about things three separate times. It... So I was like, it's got to be kind of good. It's got to be kind of good, right? It's, sure. It's pretty fucking a good. A bit. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Starts out like pretty very um just sort of like airdrops you into a situation. Like I feel like I was sort of in the army and they're like, "All right, just jump off the plane. Here you go. You're in the zone." Woo. And that's sort of what happens. Like you're just kind of dropped into the action. They're saying names. I don't know who the fuck is who, but I sort of get the hang of it after the like end of the first issue. Uh cool book. It's it's like a Monster Hunter sort of book or like Indiana Jones. Or, like, both of those put together. It's like Hellboy and Indiana Jones had a baby. And that's what happened. But with girls. And then went to camp. And then went to camp. Yeah, it's really fucking bananas. (laughs) Uh, I also like how their camp counselor, because they're at camp, is uh, a Rosie the Riveter-like knockoff. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, Camp counselor's pretty funny. I made it, like, four issues in. I didn't get to read the whole series yet, but uh, I'm going to keep reading it because it's good and everyone should read it. Uh, the writing's, I, to be honest, I could give a shit less about the art. The writing's really good. It's funny. It makes me laugh a lot. Like I, I snickered three or four times. I was, uh, hanging out with, uh, with a friend and, uh, she was like, what you reading? I was like this book called Lumberjanes. And she's like, that sounds interesting. And she goes back to playing her DS and I just start like laughing and she's like, what's so funny? And I said, so, so wait a second. Now, from what you just said, Typical date with Dean, you reading comic books and her playing the DS. No, 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 no. We we were were chilling out, Max, and relaxing all cool. But, um, yeah, the you know, it did. I I said I had to read these comic books. You know, we we ate or whatever. So I was I was doing my own thing. Uh, Honey, I gotta go to work. And uh, yeah, obviously, I had it. I had my back to the grind. The struggle is real. I had to take off my fez, put away my pipe, you know, my nice red velvet robe or whatever the fuck. Remove your smoking jacket. Yes, yes, thank you. My darling, I'm retiring to the parlor to study comics for this week's episode of The Paper Cuts. (laughs) I will enjoy your company later. Good evening. Go on, please. That was was good. (laughs) That was almost perfect. Anyway. It's like you were there. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the, the book's just a, a lot of fun. It's like I I feel like I'm in the adventure, so it's it's great. Like I really do enjoy it. I, there's not much more I could say. I mean, um, I was a little nervous at first because Boom is always a bit hit or miss. And when it first came out, I was like, is this just a story about girl lumberjacks? Because that just sounds stupid. And then you told me what it was about, and I was like, it's not stupid. 
it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what the actual um, uh, head of the camp knows because she's all like, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it from here. And then she's like, you girls just keep doing what you're doing because. <laughs> and I'm like, I, no, most counselors, when you know, when you tell them that you've seen a bear woman and been fighting a sea monster <laughs> and taking jewels out of like raw statues, that's certifiable. Just, just saying. <laughs> so, um, there's there's something up with her, man. She's like, she's either a witch or some sort of shaman or whatever. I don't know, but it, there's some shit going on. I got my eye on her, man. I got my eye on her. It's a cool. Fucking read it, read it. Anyone, read it. Like there, there is no age requirement or or like something you have to be into to like this. It's just a good, fun, funny book. Yeah, it it really is the the very definition of what comic books were, I think, originally intended to be. Was just fun storytelling, all ages. There's shit for adults. There's shit that little kids can dig in there. It plays out very much like a Disney film. I don't you know, know if where. It... Go go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, just where, you know, I take my kids to see a Disney movie, and I'm like, oh, this is super badass for whatever reasons, and they love it for completely different reasons. But it all is contained within one nice little package. I don't know if it was intentional, if it's just me being like crazy. But there was a milkshakes reference where mm-hmm. uh, I, I forget. Like, can you can you teach me how to kick like that? And the girl goes, "I could teach you, but yeah. I have to charge." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> all right." It's Noel Stevenson, man. She's she's fucking awesome. I love the way Dean is so pleased by that. <laughs> yeah. Simple yeah. things in life, man. There were a lot of like really little things in that book that just made me smile and I was like, either she gets me totally or these are just totally by coincidence. She gets she's either me. my soulmate or <laughs> just she's Let's trying to write soulmate. it for or there or I'm just a very common demographic. <laughs> okay, I like. You were that. just the, de- the the default setting on the creator character. God damn it! I'm the common denominator. <laughs> default character. I like that. Oh Ooh. my god, my name's like John or like Jim. <laughs> it's Steve Smith. Stephen. Anyway, yeah, Lumberjanes is fucking awesome. Everybody should be reading that book. Did you read anything else this week, Dean? Let me think. Uh, I read more Transformers. <laughs> you haven't Was run out yet? No, dude, there's like a bajillion fucking issues. Like, if I had to put it all together, there's well over like 120 issues. Jesus. Yeah, because each each of the small ones were like four to six issues long, and there had to be five or six of them. Then there were like the, the one-offs. Then there were the side stories. Then there's the main stories, which are now like 30 or 40 issues in. So yeah, there, there is plenty of shit for me to read. You'd think by now their disguises wouldn't hold up. Well, they, they like leave the planet. <laughs> well, they left earth like a long You're time welcome, ago. You're welcome, Dan. You got that. <laughs> I'm here. I'm picking up what you're putting. I, I, didn't, I didn't get it. I'm sorry. Robots in disguise. Oh. What the fuck? I'm tired, dude. It's still early. Yeah. So I could edit it and have it up by tomorrow. Yeah, well. 
All right. Well, one last piece of news uh, before we go ahead and wrap everything up, uh, just to get your opinions on this, because I know how we all felt about Scott Snyder's Court of Owls uh, storyline in Batman with the new 52 relaunch. Oh, they want to make it a movie. Well, it's (laughs) going to be in the Gotham TV show. Oh, yeah. I heard about that, too. So... How is that show still on the air? Yeah, I'm watching it. I don't it. know. I've I've never watched more. I've watched like a half hour of the first episode and went, no, this isn't for me. Is Fish um, Mooney still in it? Nah, she dead. Thank God. That's why I stopped watching that well, show. No, I, you knew she was going to die because it, there was Penguin and there was her. You're not going to kill the Penguin to make her the person. So the other okay, thing but happened. It's, it's the highest ranking actor and or actress on that show yeah but everybody else is relatively unknown except for uh bullock what a low loge no the the fucking yeah the, the guy loge. who plays gordon he uh he he was on um what was it, la or something the fuck it was some popular cop drama show okay so that's how unpopular he is to me i have no well, idea it's what not you're talking about, about. You, evan <laughs> yes it is God, I have a microphone in front of me. Of course it's about me. We all have microphones in front of us. Then it can be about you too. (laughs) So what do we feel, though, about taking a recent comic book storyline that was done so well, but the the reason that the Court of Owls worked as well as it did was that we, as comic book fans understand how big the backstory of adding the court of owls was well putting that into this show i don't know like i look at that and go all right we're already in desperation mode i don't know if they're in desperation mode the the problem with um the show is that they go in two directions and they've been doing it for a while there's gordon's story and then there's bruce's story Gordon's story is very simple because it's just him fighting bad guys and fighting through the corruption of, you know, the the GCPD. That works fine because it's it's simple enough a premise and it's interesting enough to keep you in it. Now, when you go to Bruce's story, that's a big gray area because, you know, he his parents are killed and he gets really angsty and then his resolve is to become a crime fighting ninja named batman because that's what he he's a crime fighting ninja let's not let's not try to right no no you know um but you know uh they already started sort of doing this because they end up finding the secret downstairs cave entrance that has already been there bruce didn't build it this is a thing that's already there so they blow it up this big door that's like stealing everything and they get in there when I say they I mean him and Alfred and uh there's a note for Bruce and it's like yeah Bruce I've done some terrible things and I realize that I shouldn't be doing them anymore and if you're reading this I am dead because I stopped doing those things and like it goes into like I'm begging you you know I just want you to be happy and everything but some people can't do that some people need to know the truth 
and I fear you might be one of those people. And then Bruce's face all lights up and everything. And of course, he's Batman. So yeah, you know, this is the start to like him finding out all this crazy shit that happens with Wayne Enterprises and probably the things with the Court of Owls down the line. So yeah, it's sort of already like happening, unfortunately. Like it's it's in the yeah, works. Cogs that. are moving. I have a that question. That just sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for to pose to both of you. There's there's two different mindsets when it comes to Batman and his uh, the reasons he's fighting. Um we all know his parents were killed. There have been like within the comic book world, there's the random the random death where he they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Shit happened. Kid becomes Batman to stop the randomness of evil. And then there's the other side of it where it's all part of this giant conspiracy to get rid of Thomas Wayne and, and you know, end whatever he is doing. In my opinion, that second one has an end. Like, you find the guy that killed the parents or the people that are in, in, involved with it, stop them, no more angst. Right, he, he, I, he has but cleared I, his plate. I I think it gets well. It, it probably started as that, and then he's like, "This city needs my help." Blah blah blah, vigilante shit. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I it's a comic book. They're in it to make money, so you know, I even if he did find who that was, which I'm sure he probably has multiple times over at this point. It doesn't matter anymore. He's about saving the city and being a mastermind and being the smartest guy ever. And well, I mean, in the regular comic side. books, he's not even around anymore because fuck that. I heard there was some sort of fucking memo passed through the DC offices, <laughs> pretty much states, "Hey, get back to the things that people know. Enough of this makeup shit." Go back to the yeah. staples. But I encourage the makeup shit because some of it's good. I mean, I don't hate the Batman book. Like, I don't... It's not that I dislike it, so... I don't know, man. Just... Uh, yeah. It's just... It speaks to that difference of adding a spoke to the wheel like what Snyder did with the Court of Owls. He took what we already knew, this incredibly deep and complex mythology that has surrounded the Batman character since its inception um, and added a spoke to that wheel based on the things that had come previously and it was brilliant and fit in so perfectly. Yeah, no, it was great. And then there's the other way to go, which is like ah, fuck it, burn it down, start over. Well, the, the just remaking make up new shit. The remaking of a wheel hardly ever works out. Um, right. The Gordon in a bat suit. I haven't read much of it. In in theory, in in idea alone, it upsets me because Gordon is not Batman. Because if Gordon was Batman, we wouldn't need Batman. Because right. all the shit would have been taken care of before. So, I, that's trying to reinvent the wheel. And it's uh, look. I'll tell you, it's not a bad book. There's there's a few different views on like what's going on. There's like his inner struggle with trying to be Batman because he knows he's not Batman. Um, there's him trying to find uh, Bruce and everything because he's not fucking dead. 
and uh, there's him actually fighting the, spoiler alert the new crime going on <laughs> yeah I'm sure that was a big fucking spoiler Bruce Wayne was not dead wow real shocker next she'll be telling me that Wolverine's coming back too it, oh, oh no <laughs> The He's guy been was solidified in adamantium, Evan. How could that possibly happen? <laughs> yeah, the guy with regenerative abilities is never going to come back. That would just be crazy. No, uh. he's super dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally different from regular dead. Totally no, it, different. It's super dead. But to uh, go back to um, the Court of Owls thing for TV show, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a naysayer. They shouldn't do that. Yeah, if, it's too soon, l- man. Like, if you're doing it already, you're out of shit. And the thing is, they're not out of shit. Like, they haven't told any stories. None. <laughs> they so, haven't done anything, like, actually. Where, where, are they, where are they getting, like, we need the quarter owls in here. We need to base that on our Gotham shit. No, you don't. You really don't. There's so many more things. Where's Mr. Freeze? Where's Killer Croc? Where's any of them? Do that. That's, that's cool. Do that shit. I want to see what happens with that. I don't need the Court of Owls. I really don't. I There's so many more, like, villains and stories and shit that you could be doing. Like, ah. Then they fucking kill... Spoilers. Right now. Right here. Okay, good. I got that out. People know. They can fucking skip ahead. They killed the fucking Black Mask. Well, yeah. Why? Boo. Okay. The, the, the last... It's uh, episode that I remember seeing was the Red Hood episode. That was that was just a mess, man. That was horrible. It was such a mess. Like it didn't tie. How does that tie in? How does that fucking tie in at all? Like, what? Are you serious? Like, there's no Joker right now. Joker's a fucking creepy ass ginger in jail. Like, fucking- he was a. Uh, a a a carny yeah, for Christ's yeah. sake. Oh, th- th- let me tell you, they're building on that. He's a thing. He's coming back. So yeah, be ready for that shit to happen. But you know what? I still subject myself to it. I'm like, I have hope. I have a deep seated need and hope that this is gonna be okay in the end. And you know what? The acting isn't bad. Like the guy who plays the Joker is very good at being crazy. It's just I don't want him to be the Joker. He could have been anything else. Just not the Joker, and it would have been okay. Well, the only reason he is the Joker is because he can manipulate his face into that creepy smile. He can. That's it's it. fucking scary. That's really it. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, and then I... What I want to know is how... Why does Jim Gordon name his daughter after this creepy fucking psycho ex-girlfriend he has who's in jail now who killed his parents or her parents it's fucking weird this whole show's weird i i i don't know anymore man like wait a second i may have watched more episodes than i remember because i remember her going nutty yeah like that was right at the end yeah yeah that was right at the end of the season Uh, okay last season rather must have made it through a season you did and yeah like (laughs) i'm like what the fuck dude must have seen it (laughs) <laughs> I, I I remember that that episode because number one it was the the weird Stallone looking motherfucker from Heroes because he can't make his mouth open up fully you no, know who I'm can't. talking about uh, uh, and I remember his um his whole storyline is that he changed his face and I really wanted him to be Clayface like I really wanted it to happen nope the ogre 
Nope. Who the fuck is the ogre? I don't know. Some, some fucking... The guy from Revenge of the Nerds. You remember him? The guy with the big frilly hair, and he said ogre and drank out of a huge... Uh, like, like That guy, yeah, yeah. It's him. That guy looked like my Uncle John. They tore his face off, and they put a new one. <laughs> my Uncle John also looked like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, my God. Can I can I meet your uncle? Because I would love to fucking hang out with Hacksaw... Is he crazy like Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Uh, no. No. Oh! <laughs> You said it too clearly. You have to stick your tongue out of the side of your face. Oh, I... <laughs> Anywho, haha. Oh, I... Yeah, let's... Uh, Sorry, I didn't know that was going to derail into a whole big thing. Actually, but it's so, not that bad of a derailment because it is comic book related. It is. Not- so fuck Gotham. Um, But yay, Hacksaw John Duggan. Jim! Uh, Jim. No, your Uncle John! Your oh, Uncle oh, oh, John! Oh, sorry, sorry. I was got, I was about to get upset. Like, you're the WWE dude. No, please. Look. Actually, that's WWF, right? That was way yeah, back Yeah, that was, was WWF. Once upon a time. Hacksaw Jim Duggan walks around with a 2 by 4 Hacksaw John Duggan walks around with a one by one quarter round. Like, oh, God, John. It's not even close. Do, do, do you remember the, the, when he used to throw it up in the air, the 2x4? The like you yep. huck it up like two stories in the air. Every time that happened, I wanted it to come down and bock him right on the fucking forehead. Yep. Never did. <laughs> Never, Never happened. happened. Uh-huh. Same thing with Mr. Perfect. He used to Spoiler. throw the towel behind his back, caught it every time. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That is really, Mr. Perfect was something pretty cool, though, because then he had that thing where people were challenging him to like sports shit. And I'm like, come wow. on. Threw a football downfield, caught the own, caught his own pass. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Perfect, stop it! You he stop was the it! Best. Yay, Kurt Henning! Uh, Join us next week on the Kurt Henning cast. Yeah, where we... we are starting a bunch of new podcasts, so we is, might as well. Is he R.I.P. though? Yeah, yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't work out well for anybody. All right, all right. Should we pass pass it over to announcer guy? Yeah, announcer guy. Give us a message. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy. You're the best. That about does it for this issue of the Paper Cuts podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. Remind you, head over to geekade.com for tons of great content with new stuff going up every single day. Whether you want articles, podcasts, or videos, we've got you covered. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Leave us a quick five-star review on iTunes. It's the best way to get eyes and ears on the show. Moves us up the charts. And it's totally free, which is my favorite four-letter F word. Finally, if you ever want to get a hold of us, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find Dean at Kimono underscore Vestlord. Excellent. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at GeekAidDan. Tune in next week as we dive deep into the heart of Four Color Funny Books. For Evan Goldstein, Dean DeFalco, and Dan Ryan, I'm Dan Ryan.